Welcome to another edition of We Want to Talk About It Now. You have Stephen and Alex, as always, talking basketball here on the Anything Basketball-Related podcast. Obviously, a lot has happened since we last spoke, which was a week ago. First and foremost, Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks won the NBA Finals, which I don't even know. Like, I'm not shocked. Like, shocked is the wrong thing. I full after Phoenix went two and oh though i fully anticipated that they were going to win the series whatever milwaukee needed to do in terms of adjustments they seemed to make and they seemed to have made and then they just started rolling them what did you see steven uh i saw Giannis totally uh kick the sun's butt i saw Giannis play the best game i've ever seen him play in his entire career in my opinion so the, uh, oh, in, in game six specifically, yes, in yeah. game six specifically, because not only because of the numbers he put up, but because of how he played, uh, not a lot of jumpers. Uh, he was taking everything to the basket, which is what he should do. He's the new age Shaquille O'Neal. Shaq himself has been saying it for the longest time. And he even gave, Giannis Antetokounmpo, his nickname, he dubbed him Superman. So, you know, uh, it was to spite Dwight Howard. Well, I, I honestly think it's to show respect to Giannis, but, but, uh, uh, Giannis played great. And I think that, um, Giannis is, the new age Shaquille O'Neal. He's the closest thing to Shaq in today's league. Uh, I used to think Giannis needed to develop his jumper. Uh, I changed my mind. I want Giannis to attack the basket every single time he gets the ball. I, If I had it my way, like mid-range jumpers are okay for him to shoot for me, but like I don't ever want to see him shoot another three in his entire career. So... I want every unless he ball. gets good at it. So there was like this weird random. Say- I, I get what you're saying. Like I'm, I'm just naysaying here for naysaying sake. I saw like his rookie or sophomore year in yeah. the league. He was shooting like 33. percent I was like, man, if Giannis could make 33 percent of his three point shots, holy hell! And then obviously he can make his free throws as we witnessed in yeah. Game Six. What was it? 15 of 17 Seven. or 17 of 19? 17 of 19. So he can do it. It's just a matter of it happening. So it's just weird. It's, did it feel to you like he was like speeding up his free throws more? Like as the series well, he went should. on? He should. That's why I think he's been bad shooting free throws is because he, he takes too long to shoot his free throw. You're supposed to shoot in rhythm, you know? Yeah. It's, um, it's been Not like take 10 dribbles, stare, stare shoot you know like just shoot the dang ball and 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 look i know i'm not a professional or anything but back when i used to play and even now like i'm a pretty darn good free throw shooter and like if i know anything about free throw what i was taught by my one of my coaches in high school i went to a basketball camp and uh uh before my sophomore year of high school and and the, the head coach of the varsity team was uh, whose camp it was. You know, it was Coach Battenberg's camp. And I learned a lot about the game from him. And uh, he, I went in there barely knowing how to dribble, like barely being able to dribble a ball. And I came out of there and I could play some basketball, you know. Um, but... What he used to tell us about free throws is you take three dribbles, look at the, look at square up, look at the basket and shoot it. But about three dribbles, he thought anything more than three dribbles was too much, you know? And, you know, just, uh, he just talked about, talked to us about like basic fundamentals of shooting a free throw. And it's like, it's not that hard. I get if you have like, if you're a big giant person with huge hands and stuff like that, like Shaq or somebody, yeah, it's going to be more difficult, but like a free throw, free throws are 
one of the probably the easiest shot in the game to make is a free throw, you know. Well, uh, a, a wide open layup. <laughs> well, but but uh, what I'm saying is a free throw, you get 10 seconds to shoot it and nobody is defending you. Yeah. So it's not that hard to make it. Do you know, it did takes- Battenberg play? A, sorry, this goes back to us f- being from El Dorado County. Did Battenberg play a lot of basketball in his youth? I honestly only know the coaching Battenberg. Um, I've seen him shoot before, obviously, in practice and whatnot when I played summer league for him. But I I don't remember him ever being like that amazing of a free throw shooter, like make every single one. Dude, I've seen the dude even when he was old. And Battenberg... Here's the thing about Battenberg. Amazing. Up. Sorry, Steven. Since this is the easiest shot in basketball, I'd never recall him ever hitting 100% of his shots anytime we'd watch him. Yes, he was. I, re, I know. I'm not going to take away that he was great at free throw shooting, uh, but I don't remember him making every single one either. I talked to a guy named Austin Vanosik, okay? And uh, Austin played for... Battenberg. Uh, do you want me to want me to call Austin right now? I have his numbers, uh, so he can verify the story. <laughs> okay, all right, fine. But but uh, Austin was was raving to me one time when we, me and Austin used to go to the same ward because you know I used to be Mormon and everything. Um, you do uh, wait and, just really quick, Stephen. You know that I'm really really good friends with Austin and Austin, right? I don't want to like, <laughs> I don't want to like trip you up here i don't know no, if you know I'm that not, or not look i'm not you can double check or verify what no the only reason i'm saying that is you don't have to give me uh I, I unless you're doing it for the audience you don't have to give me uh austin vanosik's credentials he's come oh, up on the podcast partly, partly a number of times audience, i'm cool. sure everybody cool, cool, cool. not everybody who listens to this knows who he is but uh so it's yeah it is partly for the audience i'm well aware that you are that you know him and have known him for a long time yeah uh basketball with that guy you know uh we me and you you and i were part of the same ward i believe yeah diamond springs yeah and Uh, uh the defending uh defending champion priest league champion Teachers League champion, uh, old men <laughs> basketball champions, Austin Vanosik and I. <laughs> yeah, boy, Austin Vanosik can can play some basketball, and in particular, he's got a great jump shot. Beautiful jump and, shot. And yeah. and I've talked to him about Battenberg before, and like uh, what kind of basketball player Battenberg was. And I know that Battenberg is from Indiana which is yes. we all know is a hotbed of basketball uh, in the world. And, and uh, he, he did play in the past. I'm just saying he comes from, he's, he comes from that background, you know, yeah. those people in Indiana are serious about the, the game. And I always felt if Battenberg could have played the, in the game, like when he was coaching, if he could have jumped in and started playing, he would have. He was that kind of coach, you know. Yeah. Um, but and he was fiery, he used to scream and yell and curse and stuff like that a lot. And um uh he I used to sit in on a lot of the varsity's practices and stuff like that. Uh, because Battenberg would let me and uh I played a I played a little bit of summer league basketball the year before my sophomore year. And then uh, the summer before my sophomore year, right before that, I was in a basketball camp. And then uh, I ended up making the JV summer league team and was a bench warmer on that team and only played in one game. But I played well in that game. Was Kent anyway? Uh, Kent was the coach of the team that I played on. Yes. JV, right? Yeah. JV, and then and then the 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 following season the regular season you know uh after summer league battenberg wanted i mean uh kent's decided he wanted me to stay part of the team but everybody else was better than me so he to keep me on the team he made me the manager and asked me if you know i would agree to do that and everything i was like sure so he had me do the stats and he had me take care of the equipment 
And when I say do the stats, all I mean is I made tally marks in the different, you know, categories of statistics. And I had to watch the game and, you know, uh, mark down the, the little stats. Sometimes I did uh, shot charts and everything, but I, I had a blast during that whole time. I learned a lot, but Austin Vanasik also taught me some stuff about the game. Cause I used to ask him a lot of questions, you know, about it. Cause I know he knows about the game and I love basketball and, and uh, I got to ask him about Battenberg in a way. And, and, you know, how he plays. And I said, I'd seen him shoot before. I'd seen Battenberg shoot before. And that, like, when I watched him shoot, he was draining, like, every single shot, right? And uh, Austin said that Battenberg used to beat him in shooting. In horse? In, like, horse kind of thing, you know? Like, uh, like they would get in these shooting things, shooting competitions or whatever, and you know who see who can make more shots and austin's a knockdown shooter like i know a lot of probably a lot of people don't know this guy but like this guy can shoot that thing you know he can shoot that ball and uh he almost always makes it and um uh even in games and everything like every single time he shot i thought it was going in and austin used to tell me that Battenberg used to beat him in shooting uh, competitions that they would have. But um, uh, yeah, so uh, uh, I, I just uh, remember that and, and uh, I forgot the point I was, was getting to, but just that. Uh, Giannis shooting free throws. Oh yeah, Giannis shooting free throws. So all that to say, I said all that to say this. Like Giannis doesn't have really have a shooting touch. He has a good shooting touch for a guy as big as he is, you know. Um, but he doesn't, he's not a shooter, you know. Um, and and like Austin, Austin Vanasic, the guy I was talking about, Coach Battenberg, they're shooters. You know, they were shooters. Um, I know nobody knows who those people are, but um, uh, those, some people have the shooting touch, some people don't. And at this point, I think Giannis pretty much, uh, he doesn't have the shooting touch. You know, he wasn't blessed with that gift. So he should take that ball to the basket every single time he gets it. He's a slasher. And he's probably the best finisher at the rim in the league. Uh, I think you could argue maybe like LeBron, but there aren't very many people, um, if anybody, better than Giannis finishing at the rim. And, uh, oh, the other point I wanted to make was like, uh, just that I remember what Coach Battenberg used to tell us about shooting free throws and just that I think it's a good thing that Giannis is actually not taking very long to shoot his free throws. You know, that's better. That's more like shooting in rhythm, I think. Yeah. And then there's a lot of the, the one thing, like I hate to poo poo on it. You won the championship. Great. But there's always going to be the poo pooers. Right. Uh, so I'm of just going to do, I'm going to do the poo pooing. I still don't think that the Bucs are the best team in the NBA this season. They played who they had to play, and they went through who they had to go through. But it's still just so insane to me, Steven. Yeah. Two inches. Like This entire thing is a difference of two inches. If the Nets and the Bucs don't go to overtime because KD can just know, know his positioning on the floor, like that is the difference between becoming a champion and not like that was the only real difficulty that they had. They had a little bit of difficulty with the Hawks, um, but like that ended in six as well, but they were just two inches away from not even making it to the Eastern conference finals and thus not making it to the finals coach bud being fired this entire team yeah. being totally different. Like I, but that being said, there's, there's not, there's not a single person. I would rather have won the championship this year than Giannis. 
Yeah, Giannis, he's a good dude. He's a great player. He works really hard. I'm very happy for him that he won the championship. Um, and I love the way that he played in game six. It was like the way I had always wanted him to play. Take that ball to the bucket and yep. dunk everything, you know. He was playing like I play with my character in uh, NBA 2K. Just drive and lay it up every single time and make your free throws. Or throw it down, you know, on somebody's just like that is one of the things about Giannis that reminds me of Shaq is that Giannis is a big, tall, strong dude and lengthy. But um, and obviously there's there are some things that are very different, uh, you know, in Shaq, Shaq's game compared to Giannis's. Shaq was a lot more of a post-up player. Giannis is a slasher. But as far as finishing at the rim and stuff, uh, it's very similar. Like Giannis, he he tries to, you know, he wants to go up strong and finish strong, and that was Shaq, you know. And Giannis is a great rebounder. He's a great shot blocker. He's the new age Shaq. So I'm glad to – and I, I think it's awesome – to see a guy uh, that doesn't have the shooting touch in today's league win, win a championship as the best player on this team, you know? Yeah. So what's, what's next for the Suns? What's next for Chris Paul? What are you seeing? I think Chris Paul will stay there uh, because – Next year, I heard next year he stands to make $44 million in one season if he stays with Phoenix. And I think he still will have a very good chance of winning a championship if he stays with, with Phoenix uh, based on how they played, uh, you know, this season. Uh, next season, he'll still have a really good chance to win a championship. And who the heck is going to pass up $44 million for one year. I was listening to Jalen Rose talk about that. And he said uh, that he thinks Chris Paul is going to stay in Phoenix um, because uh, $44 million in one year, that's a lot of dough basically is what he said, you know? Yeah. It's like really weird. What, what, what what's your opinion, Steven? Like if, if you were ever like, cause I'm trying to be a lot easier on NBA players because it's just like, there can only be one out of 30, cha like a champion per year. Like that's, that's how it has to be. Uh, and right. so I'm coming around. What? I so, said, right. Oh, you said, right. I thought you said why. So I've been coming around to similar with like Jalen Rose, like who cares about championships? Like just make as much money. Like, do you think that Ryan Anderson cares that he doesn't even play? on teams anymore he made 120 million dollars like who cares like just well, go make your money look uh, making money is part of playing pro sports like that if people who think that pro athletes just shouldn't care about their money at all that's just unrealistic because they're playing for money and they're playing for millions of dollars a lot of them so you know it's for money like, this is what they do for a living. This is what they do for money. And so it's like, yes, what? money oh. is part. Then, Stephen, I have another question for you. Like, I, I understand, like, you're basically just going to agree with me. So I have a better question for you. What is the cost of an NBA championship, in your opinion? Like, what's the millions of dollars you would leave on the table if there was an NBA championship opportunity? And then second question and then if there was an NBA championship guarantee, like next year, you will win the NBA finals. If you give up X amount of money, the that's a tricky uh, question to answer. I think because, um, because there are different things to consider. How much money do I already have? Fair. You know, let's say you're like a David West type. Cause I, I, I think about him a lot. Cause he won his championship with the warriors. I think I do the veterans minimum for the guarantee. Like if they're just like, yeah, for sure. You're you going to win a championship. Have all your money. Exactly. If you've already, yeah. If you've already made tons of money and you're all set, then yeah. 
But at the same time, like, even if you have a lot of money, if you can stand to make a lot more money and you still have a chance to win a a very good chance to win a championship, which is all anybody has is a very good chance to win a championship. Nobody's mm-hmm. ever. Guaranteed. You're a max player. So 40 million. Uh-huh. Uh, so you've already, and it's the last, the, the, you're, you're ending your 40 million contract. How, how much would you take off of that or be willing to play for f- with the guarantee that you get to play in the finals? If I already made my money and stuff, I'm a little different. Like okay. I love the game. So m- I, I, I understand that my love for basketball is a little bit different than a lot of other people's, you know? Um, I love basketball to death. So if I was ever a pro athlete, of course I would want to make a lot of money, but it wouldn't all be about money for me, you know? Uh, So I definitely, if if I got to a point where I made, millions and millions of dollars and i was set you know uh you know for life financial and everything didn't have to worry about that at all um i and we don't always know an athlete's financial situation so you know uh i think people oftentimes think that because an athlete like they hear how much an athlete makes for their contract, you know, what's on their contract or how much they made in endorsements or whatever. And people just assume, I, I think a lot of times I hear this kind of stuff from regular people that like people just assume that the athletes don't have any kind of financial issues, you know, and uh, that's not always the case. You know, uh, Mike Tyson lost, I think $400 million in his boxing career. So like, you know, you don't always know a, uh, an athlete's financial situation, but, um, uh, if I was in a, in a position where I was like financially taking care of everything was, you know, taken care of and all that and i didn't have to worry about money anymore i'd take the vet minimum and and play on some team you know because i love the game that much yeah i think the more i think about it i would just take as much money as i can and not really care about like the because at the end of the day like whether there is a afterlife or not this is the only life that you get so you might as well live your best one and fortunately as far as we know fortunately five uh uh, you can live the best, uh, say that this is what I'm trying to say. Fortunately, money, though it does not bring happiness can bring a lot of s- sense of security. And I would much rather do that. Like it's, hands down, it's as much money as you can make for me. Like that, what, what glory is there? Everyone's going to forget about this in 500 years. No, one's going to, you think people are going to be talking a, about basketball in 500 years? No, have you we're talking about basketball 140 years ago. And in 500 years, we'll stop talking about it too. Have you, uh, I disagree. I, I think that the sports here to stay. Oh, you but, think so? You don't think that the world's going to end due to climate change? Not to like get too, not to, not to get too serious. I think 500 years from now, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a whole yeah, lot. Of I don't know basketball. if we'll even be here, but I think basketball will stand the test of time is all I'm saying. Like, well, that's, it will die eventually. Like just once the sun goes out, basketball will end unless we figure out a way to, to, to get to other planets where we can continue the game of basketball. Hey, what we do in life echoes in eternity. Anyway, uh, <laughs> to, to quote Gladiator. Uh, but um, uh, uh, I think that um, I, I just think that um, like it's what was the original question um how much money you would give up to play for an nba championship oh yeah no i would give up the bare the i would i would take the vet minimum if uh if i was taken care of financially and didn't have to worry about that at all anymore you know uh i would take the vet minimum and and i love the game so much that i would totally do that 
I would even take the vet minimum and like be a starter on, on a team and still have a lot of responsibility and try to get a championship because part of, part of what makes these athletes so great is the, is that they have a certain amount of pride in, in what they do. You know um, you don't get to that level without having some kind of ego, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think part, part of most pro athletes, there's a part of them that is not in it for the money. There's a part of them that wants to show how good they are, you know? Yeah. Ah, it's weird, man. Uh, Cause I, I really do stand by like, it's, it's, it's like kind of how I feel about like doing these podcasts the at time because it's just like, I, right now I'm talking about talking about NBA stars to what a few people. Um, and even the, even this isn't going to like there, uh, but then you could just, that's like the total um, Nietzsche way of looking at everything. Like nothing matters. There is not a th- single thing that matters. So you have to put value where you think there is value in life. So we all make our value decisions, but what were we going to ask? Oh, uh, I was going to ask, have you seen the movie Pulp Fiction? Because after what you said, anyway, have you seen it? I have seen it. Yes. Okay. Do you remember? Well, you probably remember the part uh, in the movie where Butch, Bruce Willis's character, Butch, um, who is a boxer, is talking to um, uh, Marcellus Wallace. and. uh, who is the the big bad guy in the movie, basically, right? Yeah. I'm just saying this for whoever's listening who might not have seen the movie. Okay. He's like, Marcellus Wallace is kind of like a mob boss kind of thing, you know? And and uh, he, he pays, he pays, uh, Butch, who is a character played by Bruce Willis, who is a boxer, to throw a fight, to lose it. And um, and he's talking to him, and he says basically the same kind of thing you were saying to me earlier, where he said uh, he's basically saying, like, if you were going to make it, you'd have made it by now. Uh, and when you're uh, chilling with all your money, you know, uh, after you lose the fight, you're going to think to yourself, Marcellus Wallace was right, you know, uh, that that it, it doesn't basically that it doesn't matter whether he wins or loses the fight, you know, and he tells him if you if you were going to make it, you'd have made it by now. And and uh, and then he said one last thing before he hands him the money. And this is what came into my head as you were saying what you were saying about you would have basically only cared about the money uh he said one last thing before the fight you might feel a slight sting that's pride fucking with you you know and and uh and that just when you said that that reminded me of that whole thing because of course bruce willis's character butch ends up knocking the dude out that he fights and and wins the fight he doesn't knock him out he kills him right and uh and so i'm like yeah like uh it, it that just reminded me of that and you know uh reminds me that of the fact that like athletes like even if they make a lot of money and stuff they still have that pride in them as an athlete you know yeah it's like, it's cause I like, just think of all of the people. Cause I'm starting to get to that age where I like, I can finally empathize with older people because if I talk to somebody who's like 16 years old yeah. and I'm like, Hey, yeah. Like Mitch Richmond, you can't was, relate to them. Mitch Richmond was like instant offense. Like he was, yes, he wasn't that great at defense, but there was some good times with, um, run TMC in golden state. And then when he came to the Kings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But it's just like, wow, that's one of those people that like Bob Lanier, like I don't, I, I can do research on Bob Lanier, but like, I didn't really, I never followed him, have very little 
information about him as a basketball player, but like, there's just like players that they would talk about back in the day. Like if you could have watched him play, um, uh, I guess it's almost like the movie Coco where these types of conversations can keep people like that alive. Um, but then once we are gone, hopefully somebody else wants to talk about Mitch Richmond, uh, or uh, honestly, yeah. it, it doesn't really matter, but you, you get what I'm saying? Um, cause I'm thinking of Chris Paul and, and how he is going to, be viewed historically like later on i don't first i don't see this was his chance unless he just decides to forsake the money and do his and and try to win and ring chase essentially i don't he, they're not winning the championship the suns will not win the championship and i guarantee that anyone who who knows my predictions from last year i said the phoenix suns wouldn't make the playoffs that was pre chris paul and jay crowder joining um and then yeah. I was like, okay, they'll make the playoffs, but they're not gonna, they're not gonna go that far. Then obviously I was wrong there, unforeseen things with injuries to Kawhi, LeBron, AD, etc., that allowed them to get there. Either way, I was wrong, but I just don't. Hopefully, I'm wrong again. But there's the Suns team. I don't think is that good. I don't think they were ever that good. And I, I know that you'll disagree with. Eh, I don't know. What What do you think? I, I think they're good, but they're not. They're nothing that I that I'm scared of. If I'm any other NBA team that was injured last year i think they're good they're just going through growing pains because for the most part they're a young team so they're going to be better in the future i think well the only way that they can get better is winning a championship so i don't think that they're going to get better do you get what i mean by that better i i think they will eventually win a championship okay all right, I don't. So then that's where we disagree. I don't think that they will. I, I, I think this about, was their peak. I give, them, I give them about a two-year window to be contenders. This specific iteration, don't get me wrong. They could draft well or they could trade or get a sign, uh, someone, sign someone in free agency. But Correct. It, this specific, it, this specific uh, team, they're not winning a championship. I think, I think they can. Um, I think they'll be strong contenders next year, just like they were this year. And uh, I think uh, they'll get better. Um, Aiden, DeAndre Aiden uh, had never even played in the playoffs before, and neither had Devin Booker. And look what they did, you know. They never played in the playoffs. So, um People can talk about how this year is weird. And it is, though. Think of, but, Stephen, if you do this, walk through every single team that they beat, and there is a major star that's injured. Every single team. Well, but there's every single year there's something. No, there, like there is not. There has not been a single time that it, and I, I, I'll have to do research on this, so this is me just bloviating right now. I do not think there's been a single year where an all-star an all-star or first team, whatever, a first, second, third, all NBA player has been missing from a playoff series for a, for a team. So, well, you, you make a AD Jamal Murray, Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And then they finally run into a team that's kind of at full power and they lost to them. Yeah. Um, I, I agree that there were a lot of injuries and stuff, but like uh, the reason why I'm, I'm, uh, kind of coming to their defenses because we've talked about this before where like they played who was in front of them. It's not their fault that like people got hurt, you know? No, 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 no. I, 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 I 100% agree with that, but that's why I'm just saying like in order for them to get better, people will have to get injured again next year for them. Like, that not happening, they're, they're not going, they wouldn't have made it this year. I honestly, like, I am so convinced that they would have lost in the first round if 80 would have been, I don't, I don't even want to put percentages on them. Like they were oh, getting if AD had dominated. Been healthy, if they were, if AD had been healthy, the Lakers would have had a better chance, but even with uh, Chris Paul being a hundred percent healthy too, because I know he was injured in that series. So to be fair right. there. Right. But Paul had the shoulder injury, but um, AD being out, AD being injured definitely, definitely was a big blow to the Lakers, and the Lakers probably would have made the finals uh, 
if he had not had those injury issues. But um, Phoenix, I just, Phoenix did what they did fair and square is all, you know? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that they cheated in any way. Like, I hope that's not what you took away from that. I just. No, I just. I just all, tr- all things being truly equal, they would not have made it past the first round. I'm just trying. I to still. Them- yeah, I still stand by my statement from last week where I was like, these are the two worst teams I've seen play a championship, play for a championship in a long time. What was it? The Spurs Knicks of 99, I think, is the last time. And. To be fair, I barely remember that series. I barely remember the Lakers series 2000 through 2002. Um, Mm -hmm. But these are the two worst teams that have played for a championship. Oh, dude, I remember that Lakers, Lakers King series from 0102 like it was yesterday. Like uh, I cried when Ori hit that buzzer beater. I cried and then I cried in game seven when they lost by one point. Like. I loved that team so much and uh, I took the game a little bit too seriously at that time, but I remember that series like the back of my hand because that team is what got me into the game really, you know? Cool. Um, I don't know why I'm so fired up about but but at the same time, like what's weird about this though is like, I am so pumped for Giannis. Like at the, like, even though I don't think that they would have, that they that they would have won. I'm still so like he's such a good person, and so I like when good things happen to good people. So maybe what all this was was the karma gods, uh, just uh, cursing the Western Conference and then and the New Jersey or the New Jersey Nets, the Brooklyn Nets, just enough so that Giannis could get his deserved uh, NBA Finals championship. I mean, you're making good points. I don't want to sound contrarian, but no, like, I think it's good. Like, like, I no, I I. I I just, I also want to make sure that I'm not coming across in a way where it's just like, they, this was a sham. This was a sham playoffs because I do strongly believe you have, you only can play who's in front of you. It's not Phoenix. It's not Phoenix's fault. My only concern for the Suns though, is they're going to need a lot of that similar luck from this year to transfer to the next couple of seasons. If they want to even come close to winning a championship. I mean, they were number two in the West. You know, there were the two seeds still like LeBron. Yeah, LeBron James was injured. Like uh, once again, the injuries allowed them to get to that to that point. Um, They they just happened to not play in the bubble except for those eight games. So they had a lot of time off. There was teams playing that did to push back against that a little bit. um, Health, the health of the players always like has a big impact on who wins the championship and who doesn't and who goes further and who doesn't, you know, but I still always feel like the right teams make the finals despite yeah, that. Most of the time in the NBA, most of the time, the, the best teams rise to the top. Yeah. Because like, like if we, if once again, if we reverse engineer all of the other ones, so I don't think the heat were necessarily the best team, but I still think the Lakers were the best team last year. Um, I don't know if the heat were the best team of the East. They might've been, um, the East was, is as always is pretty weak the I year before heat team, though. I love that heat team. They were great. I think that was correct. Like Toronto with Kawhi and the warriors, then the warriors got hurt. And yeah, like that, that made sense to me. Uh, before that, the Cavs warriors back to back to back <laughs> to back. That seemed right. Like the, the Cavs were the best in the East. Like, Anyways, like I, I feel like the at least one at least one of the two teams in the finals is generally feels right. This year it didn't. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, you're right. You're right about that, I think. And most of the time in before COVID and everything, um, you know, BC, um, <laughs> there there was uh uh, you could, it was a lot more, the league was a lot more predictable as far as like who were the best teams. Like it was a lot easier to, to be able to figure out like who's probably going to win each game and stuff like that, you know, uh, especially in the playoffs. Uh, the NBA has been one of the more predictable leagues in that way that you, you 
generally know who are the best teams and you know who has the best chance to win a championship and all that yeah the nature um, of a best of seven playoff series like as opposed right. to college football playoff or football playoffs in general for the nfl right where it's just like ncaa basketball the other like the basketball yeah, example of that i'm not saying like obviously those people are great at what they do but like uh in basketball you play a seven game series kind of like baseball you play a series you know uh so you get a, a a really good idea of who is the better team um and the only thing that bothers me in nba basketball if there's anything that bothers me about watching nba basketball and it's my favorite thing in the world so i don't think i'll ever stop watching it but um the only thing that bugs me about that is uh or the main thing is that the consistency of the calls sometimes is just like i you know it just makes me want to pull my hair out like uh it's just like uh frustrating a lot of times you know because it's inconsistent and yeah. all coaches and players ask for in basketball is consistency in calls you know it's like, if you're going to call the game this way, call it that way, the whole game, you know? Um, and like, that's all you ask for is consistency and from, from the refs and the refs. Uh, I understand that it's, uh, it's difficult to ref a professional basketball game, but like, it's difficult to play a professional basketball game, you know? Uh, so if I, uh, like, that's just an excuse really to me and saying, well, it's really hard. Like, you know, it's like, yeah, uh, it's hard, you know, but, uh, if you can't do it, like, don't be a referee, you know, don't be an official, but that, that's the one thing about the NBA that, that, that like, bugs me is uh at times a lack of consistency uh from the refs in how they call the game yeah, other than that other than that like i love the nba to death i've been watching a bunch of these ex mob this ex mob dude who did jail time and had a hit on him that he ended up like the dude died who put the hit on him so the hit was rescinded anyways he uh -huh. left the mafia and he's talking about like uh, Tim Donahue and then also just like players back in the seventies and eighties who would shave points for him. And I'm just like, man, like it's not just the refs, man. Back in the day I'm, now he's like, the reason that we can't do it now is because players are so well compensated. It's not as worth it for them to shave points to, they don't need to be gambling they a ton of their money. Of money. Yeah. Uh, and I was just, it just made me laugh. I was like, interesting. Like that's crazy that he was, he's just, uh, we just forget about it. We just forget about uh, those little types of things as time goes on. Cause as I'm criticizing the championship this season, 10 years from now, all we're going to remember Giannis won. Who won. Yeah. And well, then 20 years from now, no one's going to remember. Like, I don't, I can't tell you what happened in the 1976 NBA finals, who played well. Like I can go look at the box score and I'm sure I could maybe pull up some of the old YouTube things, but I wouldn't be able to be like, Oh, as like, oh, you know who didn't play well in the finals this year? Bryn Forbes. He didn't play his best. It's fine. Uh, like, I, I can't I could do that. Actually, I could actually uh, do it right now. 1976. Who didn't play very well? That was a role player. 1976. I was going to say I could tell you a little bit about what Correct. happened. But like, there's yeah. I, but my point, Stephen, is there's nothing like witnessing the games themselves uh, yeah. and like living in the moment for it to like understand what's going on right yeah because i and, agree i could name a player probably although i have no idea who even played in the 76 finals yeah uh it was the boston celtics that won uh in the nba the boston celtics uh won in 1976 and uh they had jojo white who they beat who they beat oh uh, let me think 
I can't. You're going to kick remember. yourself. You're going to kick yourself. They just lost this year too. the Suns. It was the Suns. Oh, the Suns. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, uh, but. But history, uh, you're right though, Steven, that illustrates history forgets the losers. <laughs> well, I've read about that too. I just couldn't remember who. No, I know, but you're also that. a person who knows a lot about the NBA and spends a lot of your time researching and reading about it. So the fact if you don't remember, I guarantee there's a lot tons and tons and tons and tons of people who have no idea who haven't played in it. Like me, I feel like I watch a lot of basketball, but I wouldn't have been able to tell you Celtic Suns. I'm I'm impressed. You could even say the Suns. I got another, I got another reference to another movie that talks where they have a part in there where they kind of talk about that. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Any Given Sunday? Yes. Okay. There's a part in that movie, if you remember, where the character that um, Lawrence Taylor plays uh, named Shark, right? They call him Shark LaVey. And... Uh, he is supposed to have been a player that like changed the game the same way that Lawrence Taylor himself did in real life. And so Lawrence Taylor is playing this guy and uh, they had real NFL player consultants uh, involved in making the movie so that they can make the most realistic professional football movie that they could, you know, and uh, they got Jamie Foxx, who used to be a great quarterback in high school. Uh, they got him to be the quarterback and everything, you know, and uh, the the young stud quarterback and the, uh, Quaid, Dennis Quaid's in it. There's a lot of big names in there, but uh, it's a great movie. And there's a there's a part in the movie where there he's sitting in the steam room. Uh, Shark LeVay, played by Lawrence Taylor, is sitting in like the steam room with a towel on, and uh, the quarterback, uh, the young quarterback played by Jamie Foxx, his name's Willie Beeman, right? And uh, he uh, is sitting there, and they all his teammates have an issue with him because he has started being successful uh, as a quarterback and he's kind of getting a big head and acting like a jerk, you know, and, and uh, uh, Shark LeVay, Lawrence Taylor's character, he says, he, he, he tells him uh, for every Barry Sanders, for every Jerry Rice, there's a hundred people you've never even heard of, you know, and uh and he gives this great, uh, he gives him this great talking to, you know, and he says, uh, he says, if, if, uh, like, he's talking to him about being a leader, basically, and he, uh, but, yeah, he, he said, like, there was a certain thing that he says in the, in the, when he's talking to him and, and it was because of something you said, what did you say before? Yeah, I'll be honest. I stopped like you, you, whenever you do synopsis of movies, you do way too long. <laughs> sorry. sorry. I just... uh, it would be, it would be faster, Steven, if people watch the movie themselves than getting a synopsis for you of the movie. <laughs> All right. Just go watch the movie. It's a great movie, but, but uh, he, there's this great part where he, talks to uh jamie fox who plays the young quarterback and he's telling him you know uh for every really big name that everybody knows about there's a hundred people that nobody's ever heard of you know oh there's see what you just did right there steven was the perfect synopsis (laughs) okay 30 seconds the point of the the point of this story will be for every very popular person there is 100 people you've never heard of (laughs) Yeah, um, and oh, that's funny. But I think there was anyway. Um, but do you have any other um, stuff going on right now in the NBA that you're that you're looking for as we're coming up on the the end of the podcast? 
Um, uh, how much time we got left? Um, whoa. After, after that five minute synopsis of any given Sunday, um, probably five minutes. Okay. Uh, sorry about that. Oh, here, let me, Steven, I can give you another, have you seen, um, you don't, we don't have to talk about movies. No, I, I, I want you to do another synopsis of a movie really quick. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, what did you want to, what do you want to talk about though? Uh, I am really excited about Giannis Antetokounmpo's future in the NBA. Uh, it's a, he's got a very, very bright future. He's still very young. And uh, I think that it's time uh, for me to dub Giannis the best player in the NBA. Kevin Durant, still Kevin Durant. Sorry. I think it's I, I think I gotta give it to Giannis. I mean, what has the man got to do, you know? And and he did it without jumping to another team. He did it with who they gave him, you know. He is my favorite player in the NBA right now. Like if I was going to put a person on but I just love you. Like you're just such a great, awesome person. He's not the most talented by far. He is is he the most dominant? Probably, but he is not the best basketball player in the NBA. And once again, obviously it's opinions. It's subjective. Kevin Durant still holds that. Kevin Durant is watching that Nets versus Bucks series. Kevin Durant is a scary, 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 scary player. Oh, yeah. To be seven feet tall and be as skilled as he is and as fast as he is. And his defense is pretty decent, too. Like he just scored in so many more ways than Giannis. That allowed yeah. that does not need to disrupt the flow of the game because if you noticed all that, that all that could really it's a lot of pick and roll with Giannis. Uh, yeah. It's a, a lot of pick and roll or ISO. Kevin Durant can yeah. be part of any type of team. Like, and I I do not like Kevin Durant as a person, so it even pains me to say that. I think he's a little. Oh, too I don't soft. like Kevin Durant either. I think he's a crybaby. But, but holy cow! Like watching, like once again, two inches away, and we're not even you. I guarantee you're not saying Giannis is the greatest player in the NBA if Kevin Durant's foot is just two inches further behind the line. <laughs> Maybe not, but... Ma- uh, guaranteed not. I guarantee that what we would be talking about right now is uh, either Trey Young or Kevin Durant being the best player in the NBA because those teams both... Although, it's, that's like a fun what if. If Kyrie can come back and Harden is getting better... Would they be able yeah. to have won in the anyways? That doesn't really matter because guess what? Didn't I, just, happen. I just I I am so happy for Giannis that Me he too. won. Me too. And he deserves it. And uh his story I, is so great. Yeah, and I and, and I just think like he may not be he isn't the most skilled player in the NBA, but I think. I think uh, he is, I mean, I just think what what does he have to do to be called the best player in the NBA? You know? get, a, get a jumper, uh, one of the well, most important things in basketball. Shaq <laughs> never had a jumper, and he was league MVP, you know? And he won four championships. I didn't get to vote in that MVP, so I don't know what what's your what's your point there. I didn't vote for the MVP that year. Well, uh, my point is, like, you can still be better than everybody else and not have a jumper. I don't know if Giannis is don't like. I, I feel like I could open an entire can of worms, and I just don't have the time for it right now. But like, my really quick synopsis of like that would be. Shaq is not Giannis. Like Shaq was so much more dominant than Giannis was. And at that time, I would say I would say that Shaq was the best player in the NBA in that time. But Uh right now, I don't think that Giannis is the best. Once again, he's my favorite player. I I feel weird like having to say this. He's my favorite player in the NBA right now, but he's yeah, there's a difference between favorite and best. Yeah, like um once again. He's very blessed 
that uh, that Kevin Durant's feet were two inches longer than that than would have been ideal for him to make that a three point shot instead of a two point shot. Like that that's such a that's one of those few plays in NBA history where you can be like that changed the entire history of the game. Well, well, okay, but but Katie lost. Like he lost. Uh uh you know, you could talk about if his foot had been a couple inches behind the line or whatever, but like Skip Bayless uh on Fox Sports, he he uh Fox Sports Net or whatever, he's on undisputed, he always talks about how Ray Allen saved LeBron's legacy with that three-point shot he made in game six, which is probably the biggest shot in the finals ever because if he doesn't make that shot, they lose. And because he made it, they they were able to go on and win. But uh, uh, And Ray Allen was just an amazing, amazing shooter. But um, but that reminds me of like what Skip Bayless said. Can I that- tell you why it's not? I am talking about Kevin Durant being the best player ever. I'm not talking about Ray Allen being the best player ever. I'm not talking about LeBron James or sorry, being the best player in the league right now. The reason that, that it's different, Steven, to me is KD took that shot and would have, we would not be having this conversation right now at all. If he is just uh-huh. two inches behind, it's all right. Yep. Kevin, Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant's the best player in the NBA. Um, but you get what I'm trying to say though, yeah, right? It's yeah. Just, I understand. It's it, what happened happened. And I agree with that. What happened happened. Right. I just think, I just think we have, and I, I do this too. Um, we have like this habit of, we, we, we have to remember the ends that got us to, or the, the means that got us to this end and the means that got Giannis to where he is right now. One of those things was Kevin Durant, not well, one, there's a bunch of things that got him here. Kyrie Irving got injured. James Harden was injured. Like there's a bunch of other things, but if you were going to just distill it down to one moment where, yeah, it's just that shot. Like that's a three pointer. Once again, Boonholzer's fired. Giannis is everyone's concerned. What's going to happen to Giannis? Is he going to demand a trade? Like that, all all of that things are different if they don't win the championship because Boonholzer doesn't have a job right now for, for Milwaukee. He would have gotten canned if they wouldn't have made won the championship. I and it was in Kevin Durant's hands. Whereas the Ray Allen shot was, or the LeBron situation was in Ray Allen's hands. Um, yeah. Crazy. Anyways, I, I feel like what there's more to it's, it's so funny. Cause as, as even as I'm like thinking it out loud, like how do you even, you had, you had a really okay. good question. You had a really good okay. question. Like how do we measure what makes somebody the greatest player? If there isn't really a good like. I have the things that I want. Like you, one, you have to be able to, uh, you have to score 30 points a game, not shooting threes, or you need to be able to shoot threes, uh, which I guess Giannis checks that off. Right. I think he averaged Every, points. The, the thing that makes it hard is there's no, uh, there's no, everybody has their different criteria for what makes the best player, you know? Yeah. And, and, uh, uh, I'm going to change what I said about Giannis being the best player. I'm just going to say he is the new age Shaq. He's this generation Shaquille O'Neal. Yeah. And that's how he should play. And that's why I love how he played in game six. Scored 50, grabbed 15 rebounds, five blocks, and was taking everything to the bucket. You know? I think that's a good that's place how to end he should play. on a positive note. I love Giannis, you love Giannis, and the next time that we have something that we want to talk about, we hope you give it a listen. Please don't take us too seriously. We hope you stay for a while. Give us one more chance to change your mind.